This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Before we get started, make sure you've watched every episode in season four before you start listening to these podcasts. If you want to avoid spoilers, we do talk about other episodes even within a podcast about one particular episode there are lots of connections and and things to talk about so please make sure you are happy to hear some spoilers or at least you've watched all the other episodes hello and welcome to black mirror cracked today we'll be talking about season four easter eggs so i've got a guest who'll be skyping in from brooklyn in new york and he's a staff writer for vice us so i came across beckett because of this podcast he wrote a very detailed guide to season four easter eggs and he included a really nice shout out to his podcast which a colleague saw and flagged up to me so of course i had to invite him on to talk about it so here's beckett muffson and me sir chandrika talking about easter eggs in black mirror season four enjoy um why um why do you think people would listen to a black mirror podcast after the show I, th- I think it's something about the show's viewers and about the way the show is made that's why we did it and what 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 do you think what works i think people after watching an episode of black mirror don't know exactly how to think or feel about what they just saw and yeah. and a, a lot of people process by either talking uh, to somebody who's near them or by listening to other people's thoughts about it and checking them against their own thoughts and making sure that if they thought something was very relatable that maybe uh, you wouldn't think is actually relatable, that they're not crazy for thinking, for, for relating to that or or if they think that uh, technology is, is something that we should be concerned about, having other people share that concern can be very validating. And I think Black Mirror is designed to, ha- to make you have uncomfortable conversations uh, so I think it's perfect for a podcast, which feels like you're just hanging out with your friends. My the the things I like the most, the episodes I like the most, are where it's um, it's a deeply human flaw yeah. that society hasn't figured out how to cope with yeah. um, in light of new technology that pops up. That's what I that's what I always like the most. It's like capturing this it, the ones that feel like we've we've seen a brief gap in between when society figures out how to handle uh, the implications of a new technology and when it's in, in the gap between when society can handle it and when it's invented that I always like. Uh, so for example, USS Callister, it seems like there's this, uh, techn- this brain implant technology where you can immerse yourself in this virtual reality, but society hasn't figured out the implications of uh, like a copy of a, of, of a consciousness being uploaded into this uh, virtual reality. So it exists in this weird space that you feel like will probably be legislated away within a few years of the events of the episode. Mm. So I, I, so what I, what I really like is, is the progression of technology past the bounds of society and how people behave when they're in this wild west, uh, uncharted territory. 
um, that there's there's no Geneva Convention for torturing cookies yet, but it seems like that uh, maybe is implied uh, happens later in uh, like Black Museum, where you have people protesting the torture of a consciousness, and and uh, you presume that legislation happens that that solves these issues. But what we get here are these Wild West stories where like techno cowboys are behaving in like immoral ways. They're huge philosophical questions that these these stories make us ask, actually. It's not as simple as sci-fi or a fear of tech or just horror. It's These are actually really big questions. So, should we talk about Easter eggs? Yes. What... I have spent a lot of time with my head in the, the Easter egg sand. Yes, you've, so... you've clearly done your work. But the function of the Black Mirror Easter eggs seems to be weaving this more developed uh world where where each episode has built on top of the the mythology of the previous episodes so that we can better understand each episode through these easter eggs and so i I think that the differentiating between those two is really uh important because some are for fun and some have like a purpose because actually one I, i printed out your piece and read it just now so i can make notes and what i didn't notice before was not only is the dating app used in Hang the DJ in USS Callister, but you've already seen it in Playtest as well. Yeah. When do they use it in Playtest or when do they show it? Um, it's just like a, a cutaway screen of like um, on, I'm blanking on the the woman's name, but it's just like a cutaway screen. Because um, the main character does a bit of dating when he's traveling, does he? Yeah. He meets yeah. a girl who, which then leads him to Playtest. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Right, and and it, it seems to me like really the main connection is just the design of the app, which has the uh, sur- like a simple circle, yeah. and you kind of interact with it uh, with through dialogue, and that seems like uh, more of of the world building element that I was talking about, where Charlie Brooker has this idea in his head for how the world and the future will look, and it's like pared down and more uh, gestural and less uh, like about tapping and 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 more more physical. And so uh, what, what you're seeing there is just like the design being uh, uniform and, and well thought out well in advance. That's true, actually. It's a really good point you make. There's less frowning at an iPhone and less tapping and more gestures, which look better on camera and actually invite the audience in a lot more, don't, doesn't it? And also have plenty of grounding and technology that's going on right now, like with Amazon Echo being um, like touted as this thing where you don't have to like search through anything you just ask your computer which is like Jean-Luc Picard saying like computer find me this place you know find me whatever computer take us into hyperdrive or whatever you know like it's it's got grounding in in what people have put in science fiction in the past and is science fact right now they're also it's human beings issuing commands to these machines which may come back to bite us in the future yes if machines and cookies don't like being addressed in that way, it is very different to tapping. It's more personal. It's saying you do this for me because you serve me and not the other way around. Right. Which Totally. Might... <laughs> Which has a different power dynamic entirely. There's more acting involved if things have motion sensors and, and things like that. So if you look at Men Against Fire, it's it's clearly ahead in time of the other episodes. I mean, San Junipero's a leap forward. And then you get to Hated in the Nation and the Bees, and it's clearly a future where the bees have died out, and that's that's going to take some time if that happens. So it's good to see that we're still moving forward in that way. And the little eggs just give it away slightly, don't they? And the 
just watching the technology develop, how certain um, interfaces, uh, like that interface from a crocodile, which is essentially this little pin that goes into your um, your temple, and it shows on this weird like 50s broadcast television yes. aesthetic. But it seems like the technology is much more advanced in USS Callister versus Crocodile. So um, yeah, the way that it kind of leaves you guessing about how about what the order is is really interesting. I think. Yeah, and there's there's another great Easter egg in in Crocodile that makes you think it's earlier than USS Callister, and that's the model of what looks like Daly's apartment block that's in Mia's office. Yeah, yeah, but it does place uh, the Mia's story as much earlier than uh, the story of USS Callister. For me, they're kind of steps towards the world of the entire history view. Some people online did notice that the interface of uh, of the eye, the eye memory devices in um, entire history view is similar to the interface of the memory device in Archangel. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't consider that quite an Easter egg. What what we had in Archangel, moving on to the second episode, is that there's a throwaway line from the psychiatrist saying, "Oh, they're taking it off the market," and, and we learn that for sure in Black Museum, I think, in a U- USN, the the TV news scroller but actually in the entire history of you people have those grains implanted at birth and and to not have them is unusual and Fion's baby has a grain implanted because when they come back from the night out she rewinds the baby's memories to make sure the baby isn't being mistreated by the babysitter and it's so completely yeah. accepted and it's the woman Hallam I think who doesn't have a grain who's this exotic creature and seems happier I I think Archangel feels like a towards the entire history of you right and and that's why i think that these easter eggs are interesting because i would love to watch like the c-span of them talking of like the the government talking about why archangel is is not okay and then how that eventually got to a plane a place where brain implants are normal because those kinds of cultural things are, are and like thinking about how this society developed are part of what i really love about black mirror Yes, I agree. That's why I love the Easter eggs. Why, why shouldn't it all be one universe? That that makes sense. I think maybe the entire history of you, you don't control the grain in someone else. You can watch their memories, but you can't put the filters on. And it seemed like the filters right. were the cause of Sarah, the little girl's problems, why she might not have the right emotional responses. This take on parenting and secrets and control reminds me of the second story in White Christmas with uh, Rosewell's character his partner or wife who's pregnant and we can't understand why she's so cruel about it's one thing to not want the baby but to be so cruel to this guy and she doesn't have the conversation with him and and they have a horrible running in the street it's it's something to note that the little girl sarah in archangel has a waldo lunchbox so she lives in a post waldo world and waldo is their trump possibly or there, there was a news in, in Black Museum saying that, that Waldo has moved to Mexico. Um, that seems to be uh, an undercurrent is that uh, potentially governments are being uh, manipulated by uh, rich corporate interests who are using child-friendly uh, and, I guess, uh, adult-friendly too, in, in the case of Waldo, uh, imagery in order to exercise control over the people and have control over these democracy um, democracies. Um, I, I don't know if, if it's supplanted actual governments in, uh, in Archangel yet, but that could be something that kind of explains 
a little bit about, for example, San Junipero seems like this very idyllic world, but all we, we really see about it is the afterlife that has been given to people that allows them to escape the real world. Um, and when we learn in Black Museum about the really bloody and uncomfortable history behind the technology that makes mm. San Junipero this idyllic, beautiful episode, it it does inform the, the things that we appreciate. And, and I hadn't thought of that. Waldo could very well have taken over in many of these other episodes. And the, the technology, the, the focus of the technology that we're seeing um, is on positive things. But there very well could be a storm of Trump-ish uh, distraction, ruling by distraction going on around. That is a scary thought for the, the world of Black Mirror, but it, it isn't that removed from our own possibilities. So people, people are indulging in a lot of escapism, possibly, and, yes. and Black Museum at the end is, is so surprising with its sense of justice in it. Um, one, one of the Easter eggs in Archangel is the, the military footage that Sarah is given to watch from the episode Men Against Fire. And I find that very ironic that the filters in Men Against Fire are to stop them feeling empathy for the enemy and making them killing machines, but actually the filters used in Archangel to stop a child being afraid of the world around her and, and seeing things that scare her. Both are equally terrible for the people who have the filters. So actually right. blinkering ourselves and, doesn't work either. Yeah. Um, something interesting about that Easter egg is that I, I don't know if the footage was actually from it. It's kind of small. It's kind of hard to see. Um, as, as you remember, I attributed that one to some, what somebody saw on the Internet. Mm. Um, but if it, if it is from Men Against Fire, it kind of implies that that's a fictional world, which we see 15 million merits as a graphic novel mm. in, uh, in Black Museum, which implies that perhaps that world is fictional and, and exists in this world as, as a story. Um, so I think that that kind of twists a little bit of, of how you could interpret um, both that uh, story, Men Against Fire, and the way it relates to the rest of the world. But on the other hand, you have the actual uh, milk brand based on, on the woman's family that uh, daily drinks in McAllister. So that, that kind of implies that it is real. So it, it's, it's difficult to tell, but the layers of what's real and what's, what's fictional within this fictional world, I think, make it much deeper and more interesting. Yes, we might find out something more if there's a season five. There might be things we take for real that aren't and vice versa. So moving on to Crocodile, what I, what I find fascinating is that the two most bleak episodes of this season, Crocodile and Metalhead, Metalhead which we'll get on to, has loads. And I, I find the timing of when this episode happens really interesting. Do we think it's happening at the same time as 15 Million Merits because it has that um, it has Wraith Babes on the porn channel? Right. Um, if it if it takes place like along the same timeline as 15 Million Merits, then that means it also takes place after Hated in the Nation because you also see one of those robot bees uh, in the same video on demand section. Um, nice catch. <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Wraith Babes is probably one of those porn um, brands that just has, you know, sequel after sequel after sequel and, and has uh, it could spread back for who knows how far it could have originated on Pornhub or something and and been uh, and grown from there into the sci fi world that we see in 15 million merits. Um, or I, so I think that 
it could be. I don't think that that Easter egg necessarily ties it to a specific point in the timeline. Um, although if you pair it with the Hot Shots judge who was yes, um, yeah, who was yeah, who was outed thanks to a uh, uh, journalist hacking the hotel's uh, computer records, which is also in the article. If, if you're having trouble um, sorting through all of that, these this web of Easter eggs. Um, yeah. it seems like it seems like some iteration of the shows that we see on uh, on 15 million merits definitely are around in crocodile but when American Idol ran for like over a decade right like how, how many how many years of these shows have gone on who knows I don't think that you can necessarily tie the timelines together that precisely no it may, it does make you wonder what bit of society is made up or or makes up the people within the screens the screen world of 15 million merits is it some kind of world inside is it a prison is it no i think they're going to draw on that episode more in the future i'm glad because i think there's a lot to talk about with it it's really nice to see it turn up again in in black museum which we'll get on to with with the song anyone who knows what love is which is all over the crocodile soundtrack what do you think of that song reverberating throughout the black mirror universe apart from the fact they've got the rights which makes it you know a bargain. Yeah, I, I think it's probably mostly the bargain thing, and yeah. it's just a great song. Uh, it's just what it's just one of those songs that gets in your head, and and it has that complicated emotional delivery of yes. feeling happy and sad at the same time, which I think is a very much a parallel to Black Mirror. Most of the episodes make you maybe feel happy in some ways and sad in some other ways, except for the ones that only make you feel sad. No, <laughs> it's about the best and worst of humanity. That song, I think. And and particularly for Mia, who blames her protectiveness over her son. She never wants her son to find out about her crimes. That song is saying anyone who ever loved would understand. Perhaps only another mother or another parent would understand. I'd say she's very hard to understand. Her first reaction is to go on a killing spree. She doesn't mean to. <laughs> she's very sorry about it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's not daily. She's not relishing in the murders no. of all of these people or relishing in causing pain. But she also doesn't seem to be actually checking herself or thinking about her decisions in advance very much. And one one could argue that we have a, a justice system that has unlimited rights to map your memory and then um, and, and and like plumb your memories for evidence and crimes. Uh, then that is a, a desperate situation that forced her into take drastic circum or drastic action. Where if if this technology didn't exist then she wouldn't have she wouldn't have had to murder all these people but you know you never have to murder anyone and she if that goes without saying i feel i feel silly even ha- saying that <laughs> as if it's like an opinion thank um, you for saying that on this but, podcast though because th- that's our main message murder is never mandatory there's yeah, probably another please. way <laughs> that's our new motto yeah. please don't murder anyone <laughs> what i find with that as well if we think of crocodile as an earlier version of the entire history of you both episodes show that seeing someone else's memories or, or having a memory seen drive people to violence, murder in Crocodile, like a string of murders. And um, Liam, Toby Kebble's character, who is this angry, jealous, very difficult to like person, hold, ends up holding a bro- broken bottle to Jonas's neck, the guy that his wife, Fionn, had a relationship with that's bigger than he first heard and might be the father of who he thought was his child. So... He he ends up on the floor. There's blood. There's glass. There's something about getting to someone else's head, or being forced to let someone into your head that does drive people 
out of their humanity as well. We have to be right. very careful with this stuff. And so much of our social order and 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 the way that mm. uh, has become acceptable for us to behave is based on the idea that we forget things and yes. being allowed to forget things. And there's a whole philosophical and legal debate about the right to be forgotten um, going mm. on right now. Can can you ask Google to remove, um, or can you can can there be a legal process for asking Google to remove information about yourself because you have a right to be forgotten? That's a, that's a debate that's actually going on right now. Um, and, and social media obviously makes it harder than ever to uh, have your most embarrassing and condemnable moments be forgotten. Um, and all of our, every moral uh, basis that we have for, for living right now is based on the idea that you forget and, and forgive and forget. That's, that's a, a common axiom uh, that, we, that we live by, but it's almost, it's impossible to for, forget and therefore forgive in our world and in especially in the worlds where Charlie Brooker has exacerbated that uh, idea that technology doesn't let us forget anything. It, it drives people insane. It's, it's cruel to not let people forget or, and not let their memories become hazy, actually. Right. And even in 15 Million Merits, um, the, the protagonist tries to forget uh, uh, Allie, I think her name is. Abby, uh, yeah. Abby, Abby yeah. yes. Thank you yeah. for, I'm so bad with names. Um, constantly bombarded with the Wraith Babes footage. Yes, like a horrifying pop-up ad, yeah. He's bombarded with footage of Abby in these deplorable situations, and that's what ultimately drives him to go back and seek vengeance, essentially. Yes. Um, and so a lot of, in, 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 and in, in uh, National Anthem, the, the, main fear that the prime minister has is that nobody will be able to forget the image of him uh having sex with a pig and 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 a lot of that may be actually now that i'm thinking about it that might be my favorite theme is that technology doesn't let us forget and we maybe we have to figure out a new moral code for living in a world where nothing that you ever do is forgotten you you think being able to remember everything perfectly would be heaven but it's it's actually really the opposite there's a lot there it's Black Museum. What um, what are the standout, the top three Easter eggs for you? Well, I just loved. Um, I'm gonna lump them all together. I just love that the museum exhibitions themselves are almost like artwork, um, but these artifacts uh, from the the previous episodes, um, the hanging body of the artists from National Anthem. Like, yes. Wow. Whoa. Um, uh, that that one was probably my favorite of those. Um, but you know. Um, there, there was so much going on there. Like all of the, all of they, they have very intentional shots showing, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. Whereas um, a few of the, the other references are a little bit more subtle, um, such as the, just the words um, that are that describe some of the crimes, like um, the double suicide and the uh, forced cloning, or what it was it cloning against cloning yeah. without consent. That's, so that's yeah. Callister. Do you think the force, the double suicide? I thought it was the beginning of the White Christmas three stories. That's what's good about them is they they make you rack your brain to figure out who it could be. Um, there's the suit from White Bear with the the mask that um, that the hunter wears when he's when he's chasing the the prisoner in, in White Bear. 
Um, I'm really glad that's in because White Bear is a fantastic episode, but I think obviously that park is horrifying and I'm glad it's seen as a crime now. And that's another one of those moments where like technology advanced, where we have the ability to wipe someone's memory. And so just for this very rare moment in history, it becomes not just legal, but endorsed by the government to torture this person by forcing her through this like amusement park of horrors yeah. and then wiping her memory and doing it every day. Um, and, and obviously that becomes illegal, but somebody has to do it first for it to become illegal. And, um, and so it's really cool to, to have the throwback to that. There are a lot of throwbacks to White Bear. It's, it's the same punishment as what Clayton's copy has in the third section of Black Museum. Torture someone again and again and again and, and enjoy their pain in some way. And and the people, some of the people in the show are behind that and enjoy that. And and most of us viewers can't take it. The difference being that Clayton is heavily implied to be innocent, that he didn't kill the weather girl. It feels to me. Um, I think he's innocent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's heavily implied uh, by how uh, immediately when um, when Rolo asks him if he can buy his consciousness, he's he's like, oh, is this gonna is this a DNA thing? Is this gonna prove that I'm innocent? Yeah. Uh, and then he's like not interested otherwise. Whereas like a guilty man w- might look for anything, any positive of the situation, um, and. Uh, and just Rolo is so insistent, doesn't open it up. Like somebody who was who was not sure one way or the other would say like, who knows? But he says, no, the man was guilty, and is so yes. certain about it that you know that he has to have that in his head as a justification for what he did. Yeah, and and it uncovers Rolo's stories uncovered TCKR is quite a scary company because in San Juno Perry, you think, oh, it's beautiful, they built heaven, but what I what made me, what got me thinking about. Like, what if it, the world of San Junipero is ruled by a bunch of Waldos? Like, yeah. what are the dark sides of this beautiful story that we're that we're told? And kind of seeing this scummy uh, car salesman-ish dude, yes. who's who's the the guy, the recruiter for TKCR yeah. um, that created San Junipero, just throws the dark side of of the most beloved episode of the whole last season right in your face. And I think that was a conscious decision. Um, just quickly on to Metalhead. Do we think Metalhead happens after Black Museum? It's the end of the world. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how any civilization could be going on in in Metalhead. It seems like I don't know, Metal Metalhead was not my it was my probably least favorite episode of this season because we just have these inhuman killing machine robots that don't. Even even in in Terminator, you have robots that have like a reason. They've got a, a reason for killing humanity. Um, which is that they they calculated that uh, humanity was too dangerous to exist. Like that that at least is a reason. And this is just like, oh, all you gotta know is they're robots and they're killing people. And um, so so I I didn't I maybe didn't think about this episode as much as I I did others. But I think it must be after everything. Like I can't imagine that there are little pockets of of land where. They just let robots hunt humans and everywhere else is fine. Well, you say that. I, for me, Metalhead, yeah, the hardest to watch. But then when all the Easter eggs started popping up, for me, it became the most interesting. The San Junipero postcard next to all this post that has no address or name on it. How does that work? Is it possibly, thinking back to White Christmas, again, I read this somewhere, could Bella, Maxine Peake's character, be a broken cookie? Um, John Hamm's character, Matt Trent, says... Mm. 
the broken cookies that don't last through that process, you know, when he speeds forward three, three weeks, six months, the ones that are sent crazy by it, they become video game fodder. That, I hadn't thought of that. And I like that idea. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's why it's like you get so little information is because it is simply a torture mechanism like everything else. Yeah, you have um, San Junipero, which is heaven on earth. And maybe this is hell on earth. Maybe that's why it's black and white. There's no color. It's the opposite episode to San Junipero and it's really hard to watch but I think there must be a reason for it and for me the easter eggs are the key to unlocking it and that's why I wanted to have this conversation and, and I loved your yeah, piece yeah no, I love that easter if eggs. that it would make me like Metalhead a lot more if um if that turned out to be the case and I will go back and rewatch it and see if I can there find are, any more evidence towards that for sure Reddit's great on this they they've lots of people have kind of stopped the little screen in the van and it's got all these file names and it refers to every single episode and that kind of thing and it makes you think right yeah it might have well obviously it has to have happened after all of those episodes but it could also be a digital world where all of these episodes are fed in. Like, here are all the bad stories. This is why humanity has been hurt by technology or hurt themselves. Use it. Who knows? But there must be a reason for that crazy little horrifying episode. Yeah, I, I, I like that idea a lot. And um, my, my only, my only uh, devil's advocate of, of why that wouldn't be true, um, using that piece of evidence, um, is it has the names of some of the episodes and at the end it just says, why did you bother bother pausing this? <laughs> like, kind of uh, implying that it's all kind of irrelevant uh, or, or or a joke or or silly. Yeah. Uh, but but I I really like that idea and I'm I'm down to roll with that. Yeah, it it would make us happier. But we, but without people pausing, we wouldn't have that added layer, and it it's it's great. Um, so I think you might have to head off. Um, are there any last any last Easter egg bits or anything that we didn't mention that you'd like to? Um, I I just want to really fast to shout out that I love all the news ticker stuff in, yes. in uh, Black Museum. I think those are truly only the things that will only be found by by nerds uh, like myself. Uh, but other nerds found most of those first, so congrats <laughs> to them. And I love I love the way that this community just pulls together and races through it to find uh, amazing things. I really can't explain the joy of, of finding these little nuggets of information, uh, but they make me feel closer to the other people who watch this show. And like, not everybody is interested in Easter eggs, but for those of us that are, um, I think that they're really, really great uh, to just bond that community. So I love Easter eggs. I agree with you. I think for me, it at least gives us a bit of hope that society progresses past all these tech nightmares and all these things that go wrong and people care about each other still no matter what kind of happens they want to make it better every time they fail and with so, enough easter eggs maybe we'll solve all the problems <laughs> maybe and maybe it makes metalhead mean something more but here's to season five let's hope so yeah um, fingers crossed yeah thank you very much for speaking to me in the middle of your working day i think Gave thank me you for having time. me Sushanjikra. it was great talking to you and i hope to talk to you again soon it was brilliant i hope so too hope you come back on see you later bye bye so there you go those are all the easter eggs that beckett and i could find in black mirror season four are there a couple more that you found that we didn't please tweet me at sachandrika c Gotta say a big thank you to Beckett for Skyping in while on his lunch break and an even bigger thank you I think for both of us to all the Redditors who spent precious time and used their apparent x-ray vision to find some of the 
harder to spot Easter eggs, such as the UKN and USN news tickers. Those ones are really tucked away, but they had some of the best, absolute best Easter eggs. So that's the end of another podcast. If you would like to subscribe, review, rate and click all the stars, that would be really helpful because it would let people know that we are doing more episodes of Black Mirror Cracked and it would hopefully lead the fans to the podcast. So look out for a new Black Mirror Cracked coming your way on a more regular basis. How very exciting. Speak soon. Bye.